This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Wednesday, September the 7th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. And Jim, we saw a little bounce back of the soybean market right before the end of the overnight session. What's going on heading into this uh, Wednesday? Actually, I think all this is due to what's going on in Europe, plain and simple, Dustin. Uh, Overnight, Putin is calling for a review of the Ukrainian grain deal. He's accusing the West of deception, plain and simple. He's not happy with what's going on. He's arguing that the Ukrainians are essentially not sending the grain to the poor. They're sending it to the EU, which he says wasn't part of the deal. Now, as far as I know, I don't think there was a part of the deal that said who they could sell the grain to. It was just a matter of getting the grain out to the country, out to other countries that needed it. My guess is a bulk of that grain that's being shipped to Europe, and I'm sure there's some of it going, was essentially Ukrainians fulfilling grain deals, okay? But Putin's upset about it. Now he's threatening to blow up those grain corridors. That's why you got wheat up 30 cents. But then you look at it, Dustin, go, well, what's really going on here? And I think you've got to look at it. A little bit probably has to do with monetary policy. Remember, Putin's essentially trying to shut down all the nat gas of shipping to Europe, which means the Europe's aren't getting the energy, but Putin's obviously not getting cash. He's got a cash crunch. On top of it, the world traders have kind of shunned a record Russia wheat crop. Russia's got a huge wheat crop, but nobody's really too excited about dealing with the Russians. There's all sorts of stories out there saying grain buyers are starting to shun Russia's state-backed grain traders. So he's not getting revenue like he was expecting, I think, he was going to get. So what is he trying to do? He's trying to kneecap the exports out of the Ukraine to try to force the world traders to buy his product. And that brought up, that helped bring up the bean market and the corn market. But one other thing we got to keep an eye on, that's the one headline. The other headline right now is China's economy continues to contract. Um, their exports into the United States contracted in August for the first time since 2020. That's a very negative sign for us trying to sell products into China, especially beans. On top of it, Dustin, they have 65 million people under lockdown due to COVID at this point in time. So every time they lock down that country for COVID, their economy slows down. As their economy slows down, the demand for beans specifically to feed those people tends to dry up. And that could be a real drag for the bean market. You know, and it almost seems like, you know, China's between that rock and a hard place. Obviously, with the economy, as you said, contracting or with these COVID lockdowns, it obviously affects how much they're importing. But they still got a lot of mouths to feed. And so that that, that really puts them in a precarious situation. It does. I mean, in general, they're going to continue to buy. The real question is, are they going to buy 100 million metric tons of beans? Are going to buy 80, you know, 95, 90 million metric tons? But just, you know, the thing is, you know, even change, but if they just manage to cut their demand by 50 million bushels, all of a sudden our carryout starts growing the wrong, going the wrong way. So we have a decent bean crop in the United States. Demand's a little bit lackluster due to China buying, lack of buying, and then potentially a record crop out of South America is still the wild card. But if South America would have a record bean crop on top of it, that does not pretend to a bullish bean, bean story. Now, the one thing I do want to make mention, the Brazilians haven't even started planning. La Nina is hanging around. La Nina has thrown a couple curveballs at the South America production over the last couple of years. So a record crop is far from in the bin, but it's something we need to be cognizant of because it looks like acreage is going to be at an all-time highs as the South Americans try to capture these high prices. Now, we've obviously focused on soybeans and wheat, but corn has just been kind of quietly chugging along out there and, you know, up another four or five cents overnight. I mean, what's the story there? 
I think a part of it is um, technically you got back above the 100-day moving average, so you're bringing some technical buyers in. On the fundamental side, as the wheat market's going up, it is pulling the corn market up as well. And then we'll see where we're at. We do have that crop report on Monday. The trade guess, I haven't got the average trade guess, but I really think it's going to be right around 179 or 171.9, 172. So the crop is going to get a little bit smaller, that balance sheet. You get that trend yield below 172 really starts to tighten up unless you ration out some demand. So a little bit of buying optimism in front of that report, as well as a little coattail riding on the wheat. All right, and looking at the basis prices right now, the last couple of days, it looks like they're uh, tied to a stone, uh, especially some of the interior markets, but even surprisingly on the river markets. What are, what are we seeing? Uh, is it just the switch into the new crop year? It's just in the switch in the new crop year, plain and simple. You are starting to get harvest rolling in parts of the country. Not all of it's good. We've heard some pretty poor yields back, you know, below 100 in parts of Iowa. But we've also heard some very good yields coming out of southern Illinois. So, yes, you're just pretty much we've made that bridge from old crop to new crop. Some elevators, some end users are still paying a little bit of premium for that old crop if there's a producer out there that's been holding on to that old crop, trying to get that last little push, I would encourage them to get a hold of their buyers because uh, we're making that transition from old crop to new crop very, very fast. And, of course, with these rises in grain prices, that usually doesn't bode well for the livestock side of things, but the economy and and buying power right now seems to be anything but normal. What are we looking at going into the livestock side? Well, right now, I mean, the hog market, I think, is going to try to come back. It's had a pretty hard break below, uh, you know, down here the last couple of weeks since mid-August high, so hopefully it can kind of work its way back up. The cattle market, I think, is continuing to find some support on tightening supplies as we get into fourth quarter as well as the first quarter. Feeder cattle is something we want to keep an eye on at this point in time. The chart looks like it could be forming a head-and-shoulder top. You combine the chart pattern, giving you a head-and-shoulder top signal. If corn prices continue to rally, that could be a little bit temporary negative signal for the feeder cattle chart. All right. Well, Jim, a lot of things for uh, producers to be pondering out there. If they want to talk market strategies with agmarket.net, what's the best way for them to get in touch? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. All right, Jim, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and uh, have a good week. That again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net here on the Opening Market Podcast. Let's run down the numbers. December corn up a dime at 686 even. March up eight and three quarters. Make that nine and a quarter at 691 even. November beans up 15 at 14.13 and three quarters. January beans up 15 at 14.18 and three quarters. Soy meal is up $8.90 at 4.1950. Soy oil down 36 cents at 64.54. Chicago wheat up 47 and a half at 8.64 and a half. Minneapolis up 36 at 9.25 and three quarters. Kansas wheat up 42 and a half at 9.24 and a half. December oats up six and three quarters at 3.90 and a half. December live cattle down 20 cents at 150.67. September feeders down a buck 22 at 182.95. October lean hogs up a buck sixty-five at ninety-two seventy-two. Pork cutouts up a dollar twelve at one hundred three. Even class three milk down eight cents at nineteen fifty-nine. That again was a check of the opening market podcast here for you on this Wednesday. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net for joining us here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs>